in events that are being played now by world-class pros, you're playing only feet away from them, sometimes even on the same court, as these elite-level pros. And that's not just because of where the sport is now. I think this is always going to be an in integral part of the sport. I think that the mix of amateur and pro is a really unique, very, very um, important uh, part of the personality and character of the growth of pickleball. Hello, welcome back to the future of pickleball. This is the show where we talk to the movers and shakers that are making this sport go places, and we're finding the answers to what's coming up next. Welcome, Tom Webb, today. Tom, thank you for coming. Tom is the Chief Marketing Officer for uh, Intersport and the APP, and we are going to find out today a good deal about this man and an amazing background that he's got. How are you doing? Very well. Thank you very much for having me here today. Oh, it's a pleasure. I, I'll tell you, I have really looked forward to this. I, I did my research, and my producer got some background on you, and some of the things that you've been involved with in the bigger picture of the sports world have been pretty amazing. You've been involved with F1 uh, racing. You've been involved with the America's Cup on another kind of racing. And tell us a little bit about what your background has been in high-level, high-visibility sports. Uh, well, thank you, and thank you for the opportunity to talk about the APP and about a little bit about me. Um, so. Originally from the UK, my accent uh, does confuse some people. A lot of people think I'm Australian, but I'm absolutely not. <laughs> Very much British. Um, so yeah, my career started uh, many, many years ago, nearly 30 years ago, before the internet, before cell phones were a thing, before social media. And I trained as a PR guy. So I learned how to write press releases, how to create relationships with journalists. And I was kind of taught early on about how you use influence um, and good storytelling to be able to help market brands. So pretty early on, I started working in sports, um, uh, working for a few uh, sports that may be a bit more familiar to British people, like cricket and rugby, a uh, little bit of soccer uh, with Manchester United, uh, and then made the move uh, after several years working in agency side to go and work for Red Bull. Uh, so as Red Bull was starting to really grow into the mainstream sports world out of its kind of original heartland of action sports, I was lucky enough to work with Red Bull as they started developing a mainstream sports strategy. Uh, was with them for a few years and then, as you mentioned, moved into Formula One. So I uh, spent several years working with an F1 team. I'd also worked with F1 sponsors and drivers and various other kind of parts of the Formula One world. Now, let me interrupt you for just a second. When you Please. talk about having worked with them, guide us a little bit as to, as to what was your particular role with those different entities. Probably the easiest one to describe is the team that I worked for, where I ran communications for an F1 team. So 2009, Formula One added a number of new teams. Think of them as like expansion teams. Sure. Um, and I uh, was lucky enough to go and work for one of those teams. Uh, they were originally called Lotus. They became Caterham. Um, and we went through five years of kind of ups and downs. Um, but yeah, I spent five years traveling the world with an F1 team, running all of the communications for that team. And this was in the days really before social media had the investment in it that you see today in sport. Mm -hmm. So my role was uh, kind of writing press releases, managing interviews, 
uh, pitching stories to journalists around the world, as well as running Facebook, Twitter. Suddenly then Instagram was a thing. Sure. Um, and yeah, kind of doing a whole variety of things um, in F1 uh, for that team. But I'd also worked in public relations for a few racing drivers. Uh, I'd helped activate sponsorships. So uh, Bex Lager, famous European lager sure. brand, uh, were a sponsor of a, a Formula One team, and I helped um, uh, with their sponsorship portfolio and helping manage that track side um, uh, for them. And then, yeah, moved out of Formula One, um, uh, uh, working for a team to come to America. Um, very lucky to get the opportunity to move to Austin, Texas. So went to go and work for a Formula One Grand Prix venue down in Austin, running marketing and communications from there. Um, and since then, I've lived in America. Um, so made my life here, met my wife here. We've had our two kids here, both of them uh, little Texans um, who are three and two as we speak. Uh, so just starting to understand that they're Texans and that they're Austinites, <laughs> which is uh, awesome for us. Um, and yeah, moved around a little bit since we've been in America. Um, as you mentioned, I spent a year in Bermuda um, working with the America's Cup. So uh, working in communications and marketing for uh, the, uh, the kind of premier level of sail racing worldwide. And then to Park City, Utah, um, where I worked for the U.S. Olympic ski and snowboard team. Very um, interesting. Amazing opportunity. Uh, as a terrible skier, as an even worse snowboarder, somewhat galling to find that you were standing on top of a mountain alongside some of the most famous names in ski racing who are looking at you kind of going, can you ski? <laughs> and I look at them and kind of go, can you do marketing? Yes, uh, yes. If the odds is no to both, then I think we're on the same sort of level. So, yeah, I was with them. Uh, for a few years, and then back to Austin, Texas, to go and work for a major league soccer team. Um, and then from there, um, made the move into pickleball. Now, I want to ask you particularly about that. So, so the question becomes, with somebody with your extensive background in all these different world-class event sports, mm -hmm. did you find pickleball, or did pickleball find you? How did that come about? It was a little bit of, kind of, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Um, living in Austin, a very good friend of mine, who I'd worked with at Austin FC, um, knew Steve Kuhn, the founder of MLP. And Steve and I were introduced, uh, and I was lucky enough to work with Steve and his team as MLP got off the ground. So um, I was working with an agency. I'd kind of stepped away from the sports world for a little bit um, and applied the thinking um, and the knowledge and the experience that I had from major league level sport, elite level sport. Uh, to help get um, the communications uh, and marketing piece off the ground with MLP. Um, that coincided with my wife and I having our second kid, um, and I was very conscious at the time uh, that the sports world doesn't tally particularly easily with having very <laughs> small children. And my wife and I had a few discussions about it, and I was lucky enough then to be offered a job um, that kept me in the kind of marketing communications world, but stepping into the tech business. So did that for a few months. Um, unfortunately, we had a uh, couple of issues with that business, um, but as those issues were starting to come along, um, I was offered the opportunity to join the APP uh, and was really excited to get back into this. Um, and I think one of the things that really motivates me, I'm, I'm often asked the question, why pickleball? Why do you want to go from some of the sports that I've been involved with into this sport? And I think there will never be in my lifetime, and I'm not sure there has been in my lifetime, an opportunity to be um, in at the ground level with a sport that is growing as rapidly as pickleball. 
The only, the only sport I can really draw an equivalence to is UFC. Um, UFC 20 years ago didn't really exist, and now it's a multi-billion dollar industry. The big difference is US, UFC is not a mass participation sport. Pickleball has this amazing, amazing um, bit to it, piece to it, which is millions of people are playing the sport, um, tens of thousands, and increasingly it'll be hundreds of thousands of people are competing in the sport. What other platform, what other sport in the exactly. world gives you the opportunity to help shape it. So this is a, a, a once in a lifetime opportunity to be part of something amazing as it grows at such a rapid rate. Yeah, that's exactly right. The, the, uh, the characteristics that you're describing in some of those things, I had been in the sports world on the commercial and, and, and institutional side of it for my whole adult working life, and I'd seen numerous emerging growth sports, nothing has ever approached what has happened in the last five years. And I've actually been in the sport for about 11 years, seeing it from its absolute infancy. I think you're absolutely on the money. One of the things that I do want to ask you about is give us a little bit of an idea of, of who Intersport is that now owns the APP. Um, those of us in the sport hear that name. We can look it up on the website. Could you give us a little insight as to, as to what Intersport is? Of course. Intersport is one of the leading sports marketing agencies in America, uh, but its reputation is worldwide. Uh, Intersport has multiple departments, um, and they are specialists in all aspects of sports marketing. Uh, their TV production arm has won multiple Emmys. Uh, they put on some of the biggest sports events. They produce some of the biggest sports events worldwide. Uh, they have a sponsorship acquisition and activation team um, who know the, the, the decision makers uh, and the, the people who are influential at the very, very highest levels of sports sponsorship. And that's a hugely important part of the mix for the APP because it means we're having conversations with people about investment in uh, the APP uh, that, that really only a very small group of people, um, not just in America, but worldwide can have. Um, they are um, also um, highly skilled at all of the other kind of bits of the job that I do that really help me do the best possible tasks that I can uh, for our events, our brand, and our players. So data, for example. We've just announced some new research uh, which has shown 48.3 million adult Americans have now played pickleball in the last year. Wow. Our in-house research team helped conduct that research. They, they, they are very, very smart people who uh, present me with reams of data, and they say, here you go, here's some storytelling that you can do around that. So. Basically, there are multiple departments of highly skilled, very expert uh, people who are working with some of the biggest brands and sports properties uh, worldwide um, who are now applying those skills to help Pickleball and help the, the growth of the APP. So again, when I talk about a rare opportunity, um, it's not just working for a league um, or a sports brand. It's working for one that has at its heart people who know how sport works at the very highest level. Very impressive, very impressive. What I'd like to do is I'd like to now talk a little bit about the APP specifically. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the APP was, if not the first pro league, it was one of the earliest pro leagues that had come on. Where are you at right now? Where do you see the APP in the fabric of pickleball and where do you see it going? So 
Founded in 2019 by Ken Herman, um, who is um, rightfully venerated as one of the originators of the growth of this Absolutely. sport. Absolutely. Um, the APP in 2023 will, will host a minimum of 16 events across the country. Uh, we expect to have more than 20,000 people compete in our events uh, at amateur, pro, senior and super senior pro level. Uh, I think one of the things that is generally um, said about the APP is everybody who competes in our events is treated with the utmost of respect. So whether you're an amateur player playing in your first tournament or whether you're a very experienced pro and you are playing through to Championship Sunday um, and you are on TV, on CBS or on ESPN, um, you are treated with the same level of respect. And that's because at its heart is we believe that we need to elevate the experience for every single player um, nice. who is part of our world. So um, that kind of talks to the competitive level. Um, there's obviously then an entire group of people, um, millions of people now, who are starting to come into the pickleball world. Um, some as purely recreational players who may pick up a paddle just once a year um, and have some fun playing with their friends. Um, some who are now starting to play really regularly. And we believe um, that, that our responsibility is to help them come into the sport uh, in a way that helps them maximize their enjoyment from what they're doing. So as we grow and develop, and you ask where we're going, um, we believe that, that our opportunity is to be the, va the, the, the face and the voice um, of both uh, professional and amateur play, but also recreational play. Sure. Um, and I think that, 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 again, is why I am so proud and lucky to have this position that I do uh, to be working with super smart people um, who are helping genuinely shape the future of, of the sport of pickleball. Um, as we have this conversation today, we're here in Mesa, Arizona. It's our third tour stop of the season. Uh, we have, I think, 1,322 people competing here. It's a big event. And one of the things that I really enjoy is when I speak to somebody who doesn't know anything about pickleball, um, and I tell them uh, the numbers that are involved in our world um, and the scale of the events that we're putting on, and the fact that we have these linear broadcast partnerships with CBS Sports and with ESPN2, that the, the response is, you guys are big time. This is really serious sport. And it is. But at its heart is joy and passion and fun and community. Uh, and, and I think that's really what we're about, is we believe that we're a family. Uh, we believe that uh, our family looks after everybody who takes part in our events from players to officials to partners uh, to the fans that come along. Uh, and, and again, that from a marketing perspective, that's an amazing opportunity because it means that I get to engage with a whole range of different people every single day. Cool. You know, something that is uh, something that it, we should probably talk about a little bit here. There could very well be people watching the show here with us today that don't really know how to get engaged in an APP event. Why don't you describe that a little bit and give them a little bit of an idea of what they would expect if they would uh, get involved and sign up for one of your events? So um, there's a few ways of getting engaged. Um, let's, let's take one aspect of this before we get into the competitive piece, which is come as a fan. Just come and hang sure. out. Come and watch. I, I can guarantee you that when you watch those, those players from the outside courts with the amateurs to that championship court with the pros, if you've not seen pickleball before, it's going to blow you away. <laughs> it's one of the things that I love about this sport is TV sort of flattens it. And that's maybe not a, that's not a criticism of TV. 
But you watch pickleball on TV, or if you watch it on your phone, what you see is you see action, but you get no real sense of the speed, of the power, of the strategy, yep. um, and of the tactics that are at play that make it really engaging. So I would say, firstly, come as a fan. Just come and watch. There's an amazing atmosphere at our events. Um, there is a real sense of kind of togetherness. There's a real sense of community and of bonding. So even if you've never played, just come and hang out. It's fun. If you come as a competitor, um, you register through uh, the online platforms where you can um, apply to and, and register for our events. So at the moment, pickableltournaments.com, moving to pickable brackets. Um, it's easy to register, but I would tell you, if you want to register, you need to get in quick. Uh, we oh. see huge demand, yeah. um, and we're often having conversations about how do we keep expanding the events. One of the issues we have with that is that we are in venues which are kind of already um, reaching maximum capacity. Yes, you are. And that speaks to, that speaks to you know uh, supply and demand. Um, so if you want to come and compete at our events, get on quickly, get your registration in, and then you will be um, kind of looked after to the point where you turn up at the event. And then when you turn up here, you're going to find that whether you are very first time at a tournament um, or whether you've been playing this for many, many years, you're going to be treated with the equal amount of respect. You're going to have officials who are going to be looking after you. You're going to have uh, fellow competitors who are going to be going out of their way to help you uh, acclimatize and get accustomed to where you're supposed to be. And you know what? You're going to find the level of competition is amazing. Um, there are a load of people who compete in our events who are really, really good at pickleball. Um, so the competition level is very high. The sense of community and the sense of fun um, is kind of all-encompassing. Um, and I, as you said, and as we started this conversation, I've been lucky enough to go to a whole bunch of different sports events throughout my career. I can tell you I've never been anywhere where I walk in and see as many smiles as I do yeah. at these events. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a very rare experience, um, and it's one that, as stewards of the game, we feel it's our duty to continue um, making sure that that is at the heart of what we do. Perfect. And I want to tell you guys, if you have not played in a pickleball tournament, ignore all of the tension, all of the fear or concern about your, your playing ability. It is such a fun thing to be part of. And anybody that I've gotten to play in their first pickleball tournament they all thank me and they say, Let's, let me go back and do it again. Don't miss the opportunity to do that. You know, as we're sitting here talking about tournaments um, in, in the APP, you're very involved with USA Pickleball. Um, how do you, when you talk about being a steward in the sport, what things in addition to the events that you're doing should people be aware of that either APP or Intersport are doing for pickleball? So I, th I think one of the interesting things about the evolution of the game is where we find ourselves now having a conversation. Um, we're in March 2023. Um, so when people are looking back on this in months and years to come, they'll know the time that we're having this. Um, is where we find ourselves now is not where we'll be in a month or six months or a year or five years. The sport is evolving so fast. Um, there are Olympic aspirations for the sport, obviously, and, and it lends itself very nicely to the Olympics um, because of the equality, um, because of the ability for a lot of people to be able to pick it up and be good quickly. Um, but in order to become an Olympic sport uh, and in order to continue evolving, uh, there are multiple aspects of the sport that have to continue to mature. 
So things like um, officiation of sports, the, the, the officials that you have running the sports, um, we're very lucky that the partnership that we have with USA Pickleball means that we have a vast number of referees at every single event. So people coming know that they're coming and competing on a level playing field, as it were, or a level court. Uh, they know that they're going to get a set of regulations that are standard, um, but those regulations are going to continue to evolve. And as the sport grows up, um, and as you start to look at things like drug testing, for example, at the pro level, uh, as you start to look at things like the incorporation of technology um, into line calls, for example, I think you're going to see fast development in those kind of areas. So we are um, exploring all of those um, in, in active conversations with all of the people that we work with. So whether it's the national governing body or whether it's the venues that we work with, the players that we work with, the sponsors and partners. So um, there's an awful lot happening within the sport to essentially get ahead of its, um, of its maturity. Um, I'd love to come back and have this conversation with you in a year's time because then we would say we'll do here that. are a couple of steps that we've already taken which help us get in that kind of more mature stage. But um, uh, I, I, again, like I think when somebody comes to one of our events right now, they know that they're going to have officials who are going to manage their game um, so that they are able to compete in a fair, balanced environment and that they have the best opportunity to be able to compete at the highest level, whatever your rating. Very nice, very nice. The, the, uh, when, when we're talking about the, the growth and the development of the sport, with your being a relatively new executive in the sport of pickleball mm. and in the other things that you've been involved with, give us a little bit of an idea of what, of what you personally see that's got you revved up about pickleball uh, in the sport. So there's a few things that get me revved up. Um, and, and, and let me start with, with the opportunity, first of all. 48.3 million adult Americans playing pickleball at least once uh, in the last 12 months means that you have an amazing, enormous audience that are potentially there to be engaged with. So for anybody who's involved in marketing, when you look at what's the possible audience and you can say there are that many people who've already picked up a paddle, you already then have a huge opportunity ahead of you. Uh, at the pro level, there are some outstanding athletes competing in the game. There are women and men who are competing at elite level who are behaving exactly like elite athletes in any more established uh, traditional sports. Their approach to training, their approach to nutrition, their approach to the psychological element of the game um, is the equal of any other athlete that I've ever worked with. Uh, and being able to give those players a platform that has the opportunity to engage those 48.3 million Americans uh, is, is an incredible opportunity. To be able to engage those people uh, in very, very simplified terms, you have to do really good storytelling that brings those two groups together, that, that gives the recreational player, who may at the moment not have any knowledge of or perhaps even interest in the pro level of the game, you have to give them a reason to want to care about the pros. And that means investing in the storytelling around the pros and around the recreational players. So again, from a marketing perspective, it's a dream scenario because you have a massive audience doing something that they love, that they're passionate about. We all live in a social media world now where people want to share 
what they're passionate about. Uh, and we have the opportunity to help them do that um, and bring those two groups together uh, so that we can create um, a successful, sustainable, long-term business model that helps us do great events um, and helps us ultimately reward the people who need to be and should be rewarded across the sport, whilst also continuing to give a platform for people who want to compete a great event experience wherever they take part. I have one equivalent which I kind of keep coming back to. Like, I'm not sure how many other sports there are around the world which have this mix of mass participation but also have elite uh, level competition, um, not just at the kind of pro level, uh, but at super senior, senior pro, next gen, the kids coming through, uh, and at the amateur level. And one of the only equivalents I can really think of, and, and I keep coming back to this, is, is like marathon running. Um, millions of people go running every single day. Uh, thousands of people take part in marathons, half marathons, 10Ks, 5Ks. Um, there's not an enormous amount of people um, watching marathons on TV or watching 10Ks on TV. But if you're a casual runner, if you're somebody who just does it for a bit of fun sure. or for a bit of health, um, you can go and run in the same footsteps as Olympic champions and world champions by competing in marathons and half marathons. Pickleball has that. You can come and compete in events that are being played now by world-class pros. You're playing only feet away from them, sometimes even on the same court, as these elite-level pros. And that's not just because of where the sport is now. I think this is always going to be an in integral part of the sport. I think that the mix of amateur and pro is a really unique, very, very um, important uh, part of the personality and character of the growth of Pickleball. So again, from a marketing perspective, that gives me an amazing opportunity. I can unleash content creators and storytellers uh, on these events and between these events to be able to create great content that's shareable, that brings those two different groups at the moment, the rec player uh, and the, the competitive player together. Yeah, it is, uh, it is, for those of you that have not been at a pro event, you come to an APP event and it really is a unique experience where you get the opportunity to potentially see your friends playing on one court, people that they're telling you are real good people from your part of the world on other courts, and then on the major stadium courts, you can walk in and see the greatest athletes in the world that 20 years from now, their names will be on the walls of pickleball around the world. You, I think you've hit on a really important point here. There's a, there's a saying, standing on the shoulders of giants. Um, I'm not going to remember who quoted that. It's a famous quote. I, I feel like we are at that stage. I feel like we're building the foundations. People will write history about the future of pickleball. And there are a lot of people right now whose names will go into the foundations of this sport. Um, it's obviously been around for a long time already. I mean, here in 2023, uh, you know, we're already decades into its, into its um, establishment and growth. But the accelerated growth that we've seen over the last two to three years means that the, the, the people who are making headlines right now inside Pickleball are the people whose names will be writ forever in the foundations of this sport. And again, like, what other opportunity do you have to be part of that at this stage? It's, it's incredible. 
I'll, I'll give you an interesting statistic that you may not be aware of. Um, in 2012, when I started playing pickleball, coming from a long-term business sports background, I looked into what's, what, what were the media statistics. And in 2012, USAPA, which was the precursor to USA Pickleball, proudly announced that there were 150,000 pickleball players in the world in 2012. So your 48 million number is getting kind of interesting. That's a relatively quick acceleration. It is. I think the other thing to consider, um, as uh, my accent obviously gives away where I'm from, uh, as I said, it's not Australia. I just want to, <laughs> you just want to uh, reinforce that. Um, there's a saying, uh, when America sneezes, the world catches a cold. And one of the things that we see increasingly now is that international interest is growing incredibly fast. So we just announced today that the APP is working with uh, the English Open. So it's an event that's going to take place in a place called Telford in Shropshire in the UK in August of this year, run by Pickleball England. So the English Open powered by uh, the APP. And the, the, the folks who are running that event uh, ran a successful event last year. I think they had over 400 people playing. Uh, they already know that they can accommodate at least double that number. And the, the inquiries that they're getting from people uh, are already making them think, we need to continue expanding the event site where we're going to run that. So that's just a microcosm, because that's just the UK. But I can tell you, I mean, we, on social media alone, we track um, coverage and conversations that are taking place in Australia and in South Africa um, and in South America. Uh, we are seeing... Um, at the moment, somewhat anecdotal, but it is real evidence of the growth um, and the explosion of this sport worldwide. So uh, I think um, we're at, again, an, a really amazing point in the, in the future of the game. Um, it feels like that growth curve is accelerating. Um, and it feels like we are heading towards a kind of tipping point where the sport suddenly is taken seriously on a global scale. Uh, will that happen in 2023? I, I don't know. Will it happen by 2024? I'd be almost certain that it is. If it's big now, and we're talking about 48.3 adult Americans, um, I think that by the end of 2024, we'll have smashed through 100 million people um, easily worldwide. Very fun. Very fun. Tom, I want to tell you, this has been great to have you on here. Can I get a promise from you that you'll come back, that we'll perhaps have these little get-togethers from time to time where you've got, you can bring information to us about where the APP is going and where you see things. The international scene is something that a lot of us are watching and kind of anxious to see. Can I get your word that you'll be back with me? You can not only have my word, I also want to say thank you because um, I think the work that you're doing is particularly important in helping grow this sport. Um, people who create engaging content that give an opportunity to uh, to people who are helping um, and are lucky enough to be part of the growth of the sport. Um, this kind of platform is what we need to be able to um, keep telling people what we're doing. Um, so thank you. Also, thank you to Selkirk, because Selkirk are a, a very, very valued partner of the APP. Um, and I've been lucky enough since I came into this organization and kind of back into Pickleball to have been welcomed with open arms by the folks at Selkirk who've helped me do my job better. So thank you. And yes, absolutely. I will uh, commit to coming back whenever you'll have me. Good. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I told you we were going to have a fun interview today. It's so cool getting the opportunity to meet with the people that are really making a difference. It's fun for all of our ambassadors regionally and locally to help. But these people that are working in the macro vision of where pickleball's going are very exciting. Tom, I'd like to say thanks again so much for being with us. Thank you.